The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We live in a fast-paced, hectic world where it is easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing your sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories for many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin. Welcome to Master Your Life, the show of insight, inspiration, and intelligence. We're so excited you could join us this week. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin. And uh, Howard, just wondering how your week's been. It's been very good, very good, Leah. And it's interesting, you know, last week we had Dr. David Katz on the show. It's a great show, and he was talking about healthcare and prevention and, and really was healthcare healthcare was it really disease care and the limitations of medicine um, and I actually, actually had a couple of uh, great communications from our listeners and actually a great conversation with a friend of mine who's a physician about that and just so happens that today we have somebody who's going to talk about that very subject Absolutely. Our guest today, and I'm thrilled to have <clears throat> our guest today, is uh, Pete Swales. And Pete is uh, affectionately known as the Body Whisperer. He, uh, I met Pete about six months ago because I was actually looking for uh, a coach uh, for myself, which I, have, I know I've said many times during this uh, show that I just think if we can find a good coach or a good mentor when we need it to to look for those people. So I just happened to be in a place in my life where I was looking for uh, a coach and then I noticed that oh my arm is hurting me and now I need a massage so I just happened to do some sort of wild google search and and found uh, Pete and went and saw him and absolutely was just blown away with what a wonderful service uh, he provided to me um, Pete is um, uh, a motor, personal motivator within his field and community and he just strives to support uh, people who are doing integrative medicine uh, to do the very best that they can. So without further ado, uh, this is Pete from Massages Above All. Pete, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your the start and how you started out doing this wonderful practice that you do. Well, thank you, Leah. I will. And, and uh, that was an incredible introduction. The pleasure, of course, was meeting you and working with you. Um, I was very fortunate to have started holistic massage about uh, 22 years ago and it was actually quite a happenstance I, I really had changed my career as a municipal employee working uh, with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police I, I needed to find something that would that would make me happy now that is quite a change I understand that but actually my beautiful bride convinced me to take a couple's learn to massage course 
just something that we could do for, for personal intimacy and connection and touch. And I have to say, although my introduction is a lot longer than that, uh, it was amazing to learn to communicate through touch. And I've just kept growing my field through that. Excellent, excellent. And so you started out with really a, a mission to improve your, yourself uh, personally, and then this grew into a business. How did that, how did that develop into a, a business and a way of helping other people? Well, to go back uh, to the beginning, I had this opportunity to, to work in my clinic, and I have just amazing and beautiful clients that come in. And as I was doing massage, I noticed that often if I was working, say, on the right side of the body, for the clients who wanted to talk, conversation was coming up about relationships. One conversely, working on the left side of the body, often finances or needing job career changes would come up. And, and I began to pay really close attention to all of those details. And I believe what I've done is uh, very similar to Louise Hay in, in some of the things that she does, but I've mapped the body so that we can understand where our limiting beliefs are storing negative messages. That's And that's just such a, um, it's an amazing sort of shift from the work that Louise has done or like an enhancement to the, to the work that she has done. Uh, and so really it's just been the hours that you've put in that have fine-tuned this um, sort of interpretive massage that you do. Peter, what is it, how is it that you've developed this uh, skill and talent? Well, uh, being one of those fortunate people that actually gets to do exactly what I want to do and love to do, um, I, I just believe that I began to listen to how the body was whispering messages to people and wanting to turn that volume up, creating permission for clients to listen to their bodies and actually make a difference and change in their life. Um, I know it sounds simplistic, but I don't believe natural health has to be difficult. We're all capable of managing and taking care of ourselves. Yeah, actually, I don't think that it does sound, you know, honestly, I don't think it sounds complicated, but I don't, don't think it sounds simplistic. And I, I'd be fascinated to, to learn more, I'm sure our listeners would, about where you talk about different emotions and thoughts are stored in different parts of the body. Can you, can you expand on that a bit? I certainly can. In fact, right now, if our listeners would like to just hold up their right hand for a moment... And take a look at your thumb. Thumb is an indicator of uh, security or insecurity. Likewise, a child may suck their thumb. And now if we fold those fingers away and point out our, our first finger and we shake it and it kind of represents that pride and ego. Don't tell me what to do. Middle finger, anger, sexuality issues as a rule. Um, we can move all the way through them. But when you're sitting down with a friend or someone you love, and if it's a tense moment, you can notice that they may be playing with the finger and understanding what that finger is when my clients are coming in. If they're holding their thumbs, I can move to, I'm dealing with somebody that's insecure. How can I be gentle and bringing that forward? Uh, conversely, if somebody is coming in with shoulder pain and it's a right shoulder, I might not start right off with relationship issues, but I know that the session is going to move toward that. It's a burden they've placed on themselves. If it was on the left side, we would probably be looking at uh, career, uh, finances, those types of things. Now, bear in mind, uh, we've already created permission to 
explore limiting beliefs and attitudes when they come in for their session. So it's a little bit different than most massage therapists, but again, working on agreement. Yes, I would say completely different than most massage therapists uh, because I've been to lots and lots and lots. So, so, uh, and and one of the things I'll say is that because it's my story, I feel like it's okay to share that one of my first sort of things that came up was this major pain in my right shoulder as Pete was working on me and thinking, like, what in the heck is that about? And just through some really good questions, I kind of got out of my own head and found it. it was like this kind of burden of my children growing up and trying to help them navigate through um, like what's my responsibility what's their responsibility and this kind of working through my sense of what was my duty as a mom and as a you know just like a person of support in their life and what was their duty and how was that gonna like how could I push that off onto them gently but still to push it off on them so it was very uh, I was able to do something about that situation immediately, which was exactly what I was looking for. I imagine you have lots and lots of clients that have the same experience, Pete, hey? Yes, it seems that way, Leah. i uh, had some wonderful client experiences. Um, people actually were literally changing their lives. I look at the belief systems as, as an iceberg. And, you know, we see about 10% of an iceberg. So that's that vague awareness of where we're at in life. But when we can explore deep down, wow. When you talk about you know belief systems and you've talked about how different parts of the body are related to different issues, I, I think there's there's two things, at least two things going on there, right? One is, oh, I, as Leah said, I've got an issue here with you know my kids or whatever it is. Uh, but when you talk about limiting beliefs, then you're not necessarily talking about, oh, here's a current problem that I'm not paying attention to. You're talking about something much deeper than that, you're talking really to the whole core of somebody and how they organize their thoughts. Um, do people get uh, amazed, shocked, surprised when you, when you start digging into that um, from this perspective? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Howard. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, I believe myself that most of our beliefs are brought to us uh, through perhaps good-meaning parents, uh, family members, and then we have this other side of media in the magazine showing what an image of a, a woman should look like. And these beliefs are truly not ours, but unless we're willing to actually open up and take a look and explore that, where they came from, how they're serving or how they're not serving us, um, you know, that pattern continues on and on. So when we have a breakthrough, there are tears, there are celebrations, there are financial windfalls. Uh, what I love the most is just people being able to breathe and feel there's hope. Yes, yeah. And the um, really practical side of things besides a financial windfall, I think when you talk about four women in particular, uh, we in this and we've brought it up in other shows along along the way as lifestyle as medicine and <clears throat> how we twist and turn ourselves you know into pretzels to basically um, make ourselves conform. Dr. Gray was on uh, John Gray was on a last week and talking about uh, you know biology and how women are were supposed to be cast in one certain way and that actually how that's working against us. When I went to see you, your your thing to me was, hey, you have to take off the high heel shoes which is for a lot of women (laughs) just like what (laughs) take off the high-heeled shoes but so what does that symbolize for women pete from your experience 
for the most part, I believe it is looking for, or their story is, they're looking for approval from the outside, when actually, of course, that is just a reflection of ourselves, not not perhaps being totally happy with ourselves and, and putting on a mask, even though it's in the heels. So is it okay to wear heels still? <laughs> Occasionally? Occasionally? You know, as long as you are happy, it is absolutely it. I just remember this amazing lady coming in, you by the way, uh, (laughs) limping and sore feet and a tired back. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why? Right. Yes. I'm sure a lot of what you see working with women perhaps is um, what we might call confusion or concern about um, their appearance. It's interesting. There was an interesting piece on the BBC website today. A report just came out about the mental health of of teenagers in Britain, and um, the teenage girls in Britain are getting more and more depressed. In fact, their depression levels are at almost record lows. And and one of the reasons behind it is this apparently this sense of having to feel they've got to look spectacular all the time. And I just wonder whether this is a common theme that you see with your female clients. You know, I, I would say absolutely yes. And as surprisingly, even with my male clients, they, the media hype around image, around health, around body measurements, it's devastating. We know when the real peace in life is to be myself. So my motto is to be, do, have. Be, Pete. Do what I need to do and have what comes with that. The freedom that that has given me, Wow. And so with your with that freedom, Pete, and you're you're able to translate that to the client group that you're seeing, are there any other things that you see right now besides appearance uh, for women or girls and for men? Are there other kind of burning issues that are regular things that are coming up in your practice that might not be the same as they were, you know, five years ago? Well, it's more noticeable now, perhaps, is the need to compete. Um, as you know, for those of us in Alberta, uh, economy has been rich and the economy has been doing very well. And now there's a bit of a slough off as we, we move through our transitions from fossil fuels. I find that there is a lot of stress on clients about how that looks to them with their toys, with their houses and that type of stuff. And it is, again, one of those health disruptors it's a thing that we worry about so we're doing some interesting whisper exercises around acceptance and reality and shifting and those who were really stressed about not having everything are now actually finding that they're leaders in their communities or their friends by downsizing by managing their finances you know it's just again a perspective shift um, reframing the blame and and taking a, a look at what is real today yeah, and I think that's I think that's really important, and I've seen that too in my practice. I remember one woman who was uh, in a t- tough marriage, lived in a very ritzy part of town, ended up getting divorced, was very distressed, and I saw her a few months later, and she was living in a trailer out uh, somewhere else, and she said, "I've never been happier." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure again. You're getting, you're seeing the manifestation of this conflict between who people really are or can be, and all of these pressures, and they're manifesting. It's manifesting in the body, right? Absolutely, creating that uh, sense of dis-ease when we are not, you know, at ease with ourselves. And so when you're when you're uh, helping people to do a reality check and get it back in alignment with kind of kind of the current reality. 
What's the biggest resistance or uh, how do you work through those big resistors for people? Is it is it just strictly through coaching or is it strictly through body work or like what's it look like practically when somebody steps into your office? It starts with uh, a short conversation, finding out what is important to them at that moment. Uh, and then we start the massage and, and the conversation begins. The truth is what people come into the office with is usually not the story. So um, <laughs> we mark that down and then we start looking at what is reality. So I think the biggest challenge for the clients is that, oh my God, how did he know that? And again, creating a safe space, creating agreements on how we can move forward, building a plan, moving forward and just seeing the results. It's, uh, it's astounding. Well, that's great. And uh, after the break, Pete, we're going to talk a bit more about perhaps the dynamics of this, how it works, what's going on in the body, uh, and also things that can be actually helpful to our listeners. So when you come back after the break, we'll talk more with the body whisperer, Pete Swales, on Master Your Life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah. That's L-E-A-H-A at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm your host, Dr. Howard Rankin, along with my host, Leah Mattinson. And today we are talking with a body whisperer, Pete Swales, who's been talking about his work in really understanding what the body is telling us about what's going on in the mind. Um, and before the break, um, you were talking about that when we were talking about specifically other, presumably this goes across all issues, does it? Across like sleep, uh, muscle pain. I mean, does this apply really across the board to any sort of physical symptom? Absolutely does, Howard. Uh, even with diseases, uh, not that we cure or anything, but a, the same disease can affect different people in different ways. So when somebody comes to me with a particular issue, I'm actually looking for what is the body telling this particular client. And with those tools in mind, we can uh, start identifying you know, whether low back. So this is something that has been bothering them from the past. Uh, so, so to answer your question, yes, absolutely. So That's you, wonderful. You, yeah. yeah, you take a history. Uh, yeah, sure. And so we have uh, a call-in, a call-in guest looking for some body work. Peter, are you up to that today? I am absolutely up to that. That would be <laughs> really nice. 
Fantastic. So we have Caitlin on the line. And hi, Caitlin. Hello. How are you today? Good. Yourself? I'm wonderful. Welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, Pete's just chomping at the bit to get to work. So <laughs> do you have a question for the body whisperer this morning? Um, yeah, definitely. I was wondering about how to deal with some of my hip pain. Well, hi, Caitlin, and thanks for calling in. Can you tell me a little bit about your hip pain? Is it right side, left? Where, where, where is it located? It's on the right side. Okay, and close to midline or out further on the hips? Sorry, can you say that again? Would that pain be more central to the middle of your back to the hip, or is it on the outside of the hip, on the right side? It's, it's more on the outside, but it's still a little bit on my back, but toward the side of my body. All right. So this is just general. We haven't had the opportunity to actually touch and work with, with this. For the most part, hip pain um, is relationship moving forward. But when it's in the center of the back, it's also related on past history. So often when clients present with this, and we start talking about relationship issues, uh, of course, the first thing they think of is, oh, my God, my husband, my spouse, or however that looks. That's not necessarily <laughs> it. <laughs> it is how I react within relationships. So, so bear that in mind when we walk through this. When it's on the side, it is about, though, taking that next step forward. Deep inside, intuitively, Caitlin, you know what it is. And whether it's a, a parent issue, uh, a spouse issue, a brother issue, but somewhere within your friendships, you're holding back. Take the step. Move forward. I, I actually would think that it would be a little bit more about the relationship that I have with myself right now. Absolutely. So what insights do you have on that? Um, it would probably be more based on the confidence in myself at this time to make the right decisions in life and some of my own self-love as well at this time. And that's interesting. That is also very large in our society. Now, has this, if you were to think back, um, does this have a past issue? Is this a recurring issue when it comes to self-love and current relationships? Yeah, definitely. I could, I could look back at many different occasions in my life where that has been a struggle. Yep, yeah, you're right. So the biggest piece is just identifying, taking the time to actually identify it. Uh, again, thinking of the iceberg at this point, we're aware of about 10% of the issue. But with time and self-love and looking in the mirror, saying I love you, uh, having real conversations. Uh, my beautiful bride and I do some really neat work on amnesty conversations. And, and allowing yourself to be real is the key to beginning those changes. Now, the sad thing is for many, many people, we go into denial. And the next thing we know is we actually have hip issues. And, of course, we know now hospitals are full of people getting new hips and knees. When I, I really believe for the most part, if we start early when the body is whispering to us, we can make those changes. That sounds absolutely incredible. I know that, again, you know, over the, the radio waves, it, it's hard to do a complete, but I really do, I believe in what we're doing and that taking that step forward, looking at yourself, uh, it can help. We're hoping to do a little piece on 
how you can talk to spouses here on the next segment. Um, if you can stay tuned for that, I, I really believe we can help that build that confidence in the communication. And when we have confidence in talking to others, our self-awareness, our self-confidence just rises to the top. That's absolutely Kayla. fantastic. I really look forward to that and venturing through this and getting rid of this hip pain. <laughs> um, Caitlin, this is uh, Howard Rankin here, co-host of the show. Are you um, are you surprised by that advice? I mean, was that the sort of thing you were thinking about, or you had no no idea of what you might get? Uh, no, actually, that that is absolutely mind blowing. You know that it would be so parallel to what's going on in my life emotionally. So often, you know, I have physical pain and I just think, oh, I slept wrong or, you know, when I was training, I didn't train properly at the gym today or, you know, we always have those different excuses, um, you know, old injuries, but that's really interesting to hear that it's so related to what's going on in my world emotionally at this time and I'm definitely looking forward to diving into that and exploring what more I can find based on what I'm physically experiencing. Pete, do you want to talk a little bit about, I mean, we've talked about it in general, uh, and I'm familiar with some of the work on the relationship between the physical and the mental and spiritual. Um, do you want to address that at all in terms of what is going on? For some people, I think, and I think this has been a problem with medicine for a long time, they're very cynical, they divide, it's just all physical, 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 but they don't understand that the mental and spiritual produces physical changes too. Isn't that right? It is absolutely right. I'm going to share a little bit of my past before I got into massage. Uh, when I worked as a municipal employee with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, I ended up leaving that career with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. I was sleeping 18, 19, 20 hours a day. My body hurt. Oh. I was in a wheelchair. Wow. And it was at that point that I realized, you know, the 10 most famous two-letter words in my language, if it is to be, it is up to me. I needed to make a life change. And like I say, coincidentally, um, Crystal got us into uh, couples massage, and I followed it up with massage and then moving into that holistic practice. Um, as we feel about ourselves, is kind of how our bodies go. And we do so much of it under the iceberg level, if you will, under sea level. And all I'm asking for people to do is take a moment, feel what's really going on, don't dismiss that intuitive thought, that feeling, even if it scares you. Write it down, do some work with it, share it with somebody you love, but do something with it and feel life begin to change. Yes, and so and and through your process of if it is to be, you know, changed, it's up to me. Uh, did you manage to get yourself out of the wheelchair? <laughs> You know, that's the, the most beautiful part of what I do. Um, I was told that I could expect to go on a life disability, and now I stand in a massage room. And, you know, the nice thing is I don't work. I get to massage. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, I love doing what I do. Uh, vitality is back. I don't ever want to see another wheelchair, you know, in my life. Uh, we live on six acres. We've got lots of outdoor stuff to do, and it is just, fun to have reclaimed that and knowing that I did it on my own with the help of people that I love and trust and not through medicine. Yeah, very, very important. Now, now you were talking, Caitlin was talking about communication and relationships and you were going to talk about that too. Do you want to start that part of the conversation about communication? 
I would love to. I'm incredibly excited about that. It is a bit of a long story, so I'm going to trim it down a little bit. But if there's any questions, you know, be sure to bring it up. So Crystal and I developed, mostly because we were blending our family, what we call amnesty conversations. So how that works is we would have ourselves, our three wonderful children, sitting on the floor, cross-legged, looking at each other. And we set up some simple ground rules that you can say anything you want in this circle. It will not be brought back to you. The only rule is that it needs to come from an accountable voice. In other words, your experience of it. Knowing that that worked really well with our kids, um, as we moved through getting together, um, we had an incident happen where uh, it's it's a little bit emotional. I was invited to uh, a staff party that my wife was holding. And in that party, uh, one of my clients happened to be there, and she asked me and my wife if we would come over to their table and talk a little bit about being the body whisperer. So I was feeling pretty proud of myself, buttons popping, and I take my beautiful bride's hand, and we walked over to the table, and my client introduced me, and I'm having this wonderful conversation with these people at the table, kind of talking about what we can do, and my client had given permission to share her story, and she talked about how her life changed. And all of a sudden, my wife kind of squeezed my hand and walked away. And momentarily, I felt abandoned. I felt just really unsure. Did I say something wrong, do something wrong? So that is my limiting belief that came into place, uh, an abandonment issue, I'm sure. After the evening ended, we went home, and it was a pretty quiet evening. And after work the next day, I came home, and I asked my wife, I said, would it be okay if we have one of those amnesty conversations? And she said, well, I sure hope so. It's been pretty tense around here the last day or two. So how that works is I asked Crystal if she would be available at 7 o'clock to sit down and talk. And she said she would. At quarter to 7, we turned off all the phones. We have an agreement. Unless the house is on fire, we're going to talk this out. So the next step then was to get our blanket out and we sit on the floor, candle on each end of the room, and we sit with our shirts off and you might ask why in a minute, and sit back to back. And during that conversation, I said to Crystal, which is the accountable side, when we were at the party the other night, I'm feeling really good. I'm sharing on the body whisper. And you squeezed my hand and left, and I was feeling kind of abandoned on that. And she says, oh, my. When we were talking with everybody, I noticed that some of the ladies we're noticing that I wasn't talking and I knew they were going to ask me to join in and I wanted you to shine. And the whole time she said, I thought that you were perhaps insecure or jealous that I had left that group to go talk to the firefighters where she works. So the value in this, in setting up parameters and permission to have conversations, as you can see, is incredible. I had, based on my filters of life, a thought of why Crystal left and she had, based on her life, her thoughts. And you know what? They weren't even close. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> so, Pete, I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Well, Pete, um, uh, each week on the show, I talk about my website and an upcoming book called I Think, Therefore I'm Wrong, which really looks at that process that so much of the thought process we have, you know, comes from limiting beliefs, distorted ideas, uh, misperceptions, incorrect memory, uh, that it's so important to understand that what goes through your mind very often is incorrect, or even if it, it might be a little bit correct. Um, but the point is you have to, you have to 
question that and you have to question that of yourself and certainly what you're talking about uh, I think is critical for couples and families um, and I know Leah also has some information and, and some insight on that as far as family is concerned right Leah? Yes absolutely and I'm just curious Pete how long did that process take? Uh, with Crystal? Yes. You know what the whole process of the communication probably was 15 minutes to get to the heart of it and 20 minutes of just laying back against each other and breathing. Um, and then the intimacy that follows those breakthroughs is, you know, is such a, a huge investment. Yeah, and that's just a real, so when people are struggling, I think, in relationships, or, <clears throat> pardon me, to have, to get through these fears or the things we tell ourselves that aren't true, uh, or just to get to be curious, like to put on a question mark, a hat like Sherlock Holmes and go, like, what's actually going on here and coming at it from a position of curiosity and love. And then that this tool that you've shared with everybody is like a real tool. It's a real process. It's really something that people can do um, when they're open to being a bit vulnerable. We only have a, a couple minutes before break, maybe one minute, but why no shirts? <laughs> Because it's the intimacy of touch. Um, you know, we, we put barriers up. And the reason that we're back-to-back in the first place is we often can be set off by our spouse by how they raise their eye or cross their arms. So we take that away by going back-to-back. And then just to feel the heat, to feel the love, to feel the pressure, uh, it, it just seems to really work. I, I believe it's a piece of that, that vulnerability that uh, Howard was talking about. Yeah, no, I think, that, I think that's great. I think it's awesome. You're taking away, as you say, the usual visual cues that can be very misleading and lead to misinterpretations uh, and getting right down to, a, you know, that core sensory touch. Ah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Okay, so after the break, we'll continue with the Body Whisperer. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah, that's L-E-A-H-A, at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. Uh, Today we're joined by our guest, Pete Swales, the Body Whisperer. And just before the break, Pete was sharing with us some real tools and real processes uh, to help couples 
get through their limiting beliefs and to reestablish love and connection in their relationships. And it's just um, so awesome. We also had a caller, uh, Caitlin, called in to talk about what was going on with her hip issues and getting some resolutions around that that were quite surprising to her. So just want to thank Caitlin for calling in. And just to keep up in the spirit of actually solving some real-world problems in this wonderful little bit of time we've been allotted, we have another caller, uh, and that's Betty, and she's on the line. And Betty is a mature woman who is uh, just wanting to ask a couple questions about how she could have a better night's sleep and deal with some of the aches and pains of uh, being in this mature state of life. So welcome, Betty. We're so glad you called into the show. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely. We sure can. I can hardly hear either of you. Oh, well, can you hear Pete? Because Pete will be communicating with you. So do you want to just ask Pete a question? Uh, Pete, sometimes I can go to sleep, uh, go to bed, and within 15 minutes go to sleep, stay asleep for a few hours, and then wake up and not be able to go back to sleep. Other times I can go to bed and not be able to go to sleep. Have you got any suggestions? Well, first, thanks for calling, Betty. I I think we can help you out a little bit. Now, what is your routine, say, an hour before you go to bed? My routine? Yes. Uh, Usually just uh, sitting, sometimes watching TV, sometimes reading. Okay. Thank you for that. A lot of times what we do in that hour before we go to bed, we can actually take to bed. Uh, One of the bad habits that uh, a lot of people have is watching the news last thing at night. I think there's a reason why the the, uh, TV stations put it on at night. But we can take that to bed um, and have an uncomfortable sleep. For a lot of people, it is really about just taking a half an hour before we go to bed, clearing our mind, taking a look at the list that we have to do tomorrow, writing it down, putting it down, resolving it that it is for tomorrow. And then when we go to bed, just taking nice, deep, slow, shallow breaths. Uh, I believe in counting my breaths to seven and then to seven again. And sometimes I'll get to, you know, 21 sheep and I'm off to sleep. But what's really interesting, Betty, is what are you thinking when you wake up? Or what are you experiencing? Are you waking up to discomfort or to thoughts? Uh, No, most of the time. Sometimes it's to go to the go to the washroom, but lots of times I'll just uh, wake up and I have over the years kind of developed the ability to just lay and rest and not toss and turn. Okay. And that sometimes I can lay there for hours and do that. Well, thanks, Betty, for that. Generally speaking, with uh, sleeping issues. One of the things that we really, really, really don't recommend is taking that extra time laying in bed awake. Bedrooms are made for two purposes, and one, of course, is is loving those who are special in our life, and the other one is to sleep. So time and time again, it's been shown that if we stay in bed awake, uh, we tend to stay awake. My strong suggestion is the next time you wake up and you know you're not going to go right back to sleep, get up, go to the couch, read a book. Take care of something that's bothering you, um, maybe a little bit of tidying up, and then head back to bed when you're tired and hopefully fall back to sleep. We want our bodies to, and, and our bodies and our beds to match, and that is to go there to sleep. 
Yeah, Hopefully that'll it's... help. I think that's true. I mean, if you're tossing and turning for 15 minutes, an hour, all that is really doing is associating the bed with that level of processing and discomfort, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So are there any other tools and tricks that people can use? Sleep is such a huge issue. We've talked about it with almost every guest that we've had in terms of like, you know, managing uh, your lifestyle that this, you know, eight hours of sleep is just critical and, and how it's a massive problem. Uh, Ariana Huffington talks about it loss in her uh, post and in her one of her books that's out right now. And just it's a chronic problem. So I think Betty's not alone in the, you know, lying in bed and, and trying to figure out how to shut off her mind or her body. No, absolutely not alone. Uh, one of the images that I use when I go to bed is I give thanks for having the best day of my life and knowing that tomorrow is going to be even better. And when I wake up in the morning, whether it's a short sleep or a long sleep, the first thing I do, and I, I know you laughed about this, Leah, I take my right fingers and I put them on my left pulse and I feel it beat three or four times and I just almost scream, wow, I get to do it again. And my wife usually gives me an elbow, but that's what happens. <laughs> the, reason that I, the reason that we do that, of course, is, is I want to set the intention that resting is deserved after a good day and that tomorrow is going to be even better. I want it to be that positive piece. And yet I can talk to so many clients who would just say, you know, I go to bed and I'm dreading that tomorrow I have to do it again. You know, to me, life is a story. And how do we want to write that story? So many things, if we will just take the time to reframe it, take the blame out of it and look at it in an accountable way. And how can I do something small to make my life even a little bit more exciting? It builds on itself. And, you know, pretty quickly, I'm out of wheelchairs. I'm back to my full practice. Um, you know, life is life is good. That's great. I thought you were going to say you take your pulse each morning and say, great, I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> that, no. <laughs> that is definitely part of the celebration, but the real part is, wow, I get to do it again. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it starts my day with such excitement, which when I had my chronic fatigue, you know, I was, how do I get back to sleep? How do I avoid life? I want to engage life. And I think most of our listeners really want to get the most out of life that they can. I just uh, want to ask about there's uh, again it's like all this connection between what we think and physically how things show up but also this like so touching other people touching like the like taking your own pulse um, like connecting neurologically all that wiring to make to make the messages of have fun and don't just have reverence of the moment but create moments of reverence and really noticing those things. Uh, so when you physically connect um, with yourself, uh, like are there other exercises where people can, you know, do, I, I've heard tapping before, like there's other exercises that you can do besides, you know, gratitudes in your head, like all the work in your head. So what are some other ideas or things that you share with clients that they could do? Uh, one of my gifts that I share is I have a an infinity for being in the swimming pool and swimming and just being connected to water. So I use that as a gift for myself, especially after a particularly challenging day or week, just to spend some time in the pool. Yes, there is tapping. Uh, there is massage. There are so many different things to do. But it's, I believe, framing it so that I'm doing it for my health. And not mm-hmm. because I need to lose an inch or sweat off a pound or, you know, use it as a reward. 
Yeah, that's interesting, Pete. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, uh, Gary Chapman's five love languages, which is, you know, people give and receive love in a different way. I suspect people have activities that stimulate their sense of touch that are very specific for them, that are preferential for them. Is that, Do you have a way of, of working that out for people that, you know, here would be a good good way of, of sort of massaging yourself? Well, to answer that, uh, normally it comes through the hard way. It, it's asking them what they've been doing that isn't working, or they're really quick to say, you know, I I've been going to the gym and I'm, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, with our sessions, we would create an opportunity uh, before you come back to see me the next two weeks. Would you explore this, this, or this? And one of them often is taking them themselves out for a date. Now it sounds a little crazy, but imagine. Dressing up on a Friday evening, just yourself, uh, going to, if you're into it, uh, you know, a favorite lounge and having a drink, going to the best movie that's in town at that time by yourself and having that experience, followed by an incredible dinner, you know, take yourself out, reach that extra limit, enjoy it, and then when you get home, have a bath, and then I have my clients come back in and talk about that. For the most part, we start off a little bit uncomfortable, but in the end, begin to understand that I can only be as good to others as I am to myself. If I'm uncomfortable taking myself out for dinner, how does that show up in my life? So I guess to answer the question, Howard, a lot of it is just trial and there are no errors. We are just having learning experiences. Right. Trial and success, right? Trial and success. Absolutely. So do you have any great stories of people who've gone out on a date with themselves and they have just had uh, like an absolute epiphany? You know, (laughs) so many different stories. Um, One of these, this is a little bit of a risque story, but the young lady was, uh, her, her, her mission was to challenge herself. She found that in her marriage, um, there were things that were being asked that she was really uncomfortable with. So she took herself out on the date and she found that she was very attracted or found attractive by, by other people, which is good. I mean, she's a a beautiful woman. So at the end of her date, she actually went home and um, challenged her husband to, or sorry, herself to have the experience that he was after and, and found out that it was beautiful, but she also wanted to do it as a reward. Um, so without trying to get out too much of the experience, he actually ended up agreeing to fund herself, to fund her um, in a way that has helped her to build a new part of her home business. Now, I know that doesn't, you know, and the mind can go in many different directions, but I guess she needed to move that block from herself and realize mm-hmm. that intimacy happens in different ways and different levels, but she found out that she absolutely loves the new passionate her and that this limiting belief that that she had around sexuality was really holding her back from being successfully married and 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 happy well certainly about one thing about taking yourself out on a date it's cheaper than taking you know somebody else with you right (laughs) i don't know i don't know (laughs) well that's true it it could could really indulge yourself but again i hear what you're saying pete it's about taking care of yourself and giving yourself time attention and love which you know a lot of us in busy hectic lives don't take the time to do right and in reality howard i find too that people create busyness in their lives 
so that they yeah. don't take the time to yes. get to know themselves. And that's part of why this self-date, I think, is so valuable. I've had clients who are in the theater and they feel like they're Pee Wee Herman because they're alone. And, you know, and, and but those are inner beliefs. And when they challenge that and they get out there, they actually find out they really have a lot to offer. And, and that's the beautiful part about that self-exploration. I love it. And so we just have a few minutes until we wrap up, Pete. And I, so I just want to thank you for the first tool, which was kind of the amnesty communication um, between partners that we talked about in the second segment. Um, the tools of kind of self-awareness around what's going on in your body on the right and left side and just a little more insight about that. This third thing that we've talked about, which is taking yourself out on a date uh, and just wonder if there's anything that you would encourage people who are practitioners of massage or any other of the holistic practices or even, you know, uh, regular mainstream practices that might be listening that would help them to expand their practice to be able to be more... Uh, effective as practitioners. Well, thank you for that opportunity. You know, Leah, I really believe as practitioners, um, we tend to be those who, you know, like the shoemaker, uh, everybody has shoes but your own family. One of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves is to explore other modalities, other Mm. people of like mind, and maybe even, oh my goodness, incorporate what they know with what you already know and begin to grow and practice and share that with uh, your clients so mastermind groups are terrific of like-minded people and you know just get in there uh, taking that risk as an entrepreneur and creating permission with clients to explore feelings and emotions um, but you know the biggest thing for me is just go for a massage just go for a Reiki treatment uh, go for tapping be kind to ourselves because you know what it's hard for us to ask somebody to do something that we're not doing ourselves that's true. And so before we wrap up, Pete, thank you so much. Um, what about where people can reach you or find you, uh, websites, social media? Okay, thank you. Easiest way to contact me is through our website, which is www.massageaboveall.com here in Red Deer. Uh, I am on Facebook at Pete Swales and um, look forward to hearing from anybody in any way. I would just uh, want to thank you again, Pete, for being on the show and uh, shout out to our uh, guests the last few weeks just for bringing uh, life to even more life to the holistic practices and the way that we can look at doing things differently uh, to better our lives uh, through our own management and self-care. So we look forward to seeing you all or hearing you all or being with you all next week on Master Your Life. Uh, with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin. Uh, Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Master Your Life with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin can be heard every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go enjoy your successful life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericaempowerment.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 